episode is brought to you by Habit Aware. If you follow me on social media, you may have seen me wearing a watch with a lilac colored band. That's a keen too, and it's much more than a watch. It's a life changer. I've had trichotillomania for 22 years, and I always thought of myself as a conscious puller. But when I started wearing the keen too, I realized that was not the case. The keen two's motion sensing technology gives my wrist a gentle vibration or hug every time my hand reaches for my hair bringing me to awareness so that I can make a different choice. Start bringing awareness into your life by going to barbaralally.com slash habit aware. When I first discovered that BF4Bs existed, I was terrified. I didn't know, you know, how, what to expect from it or when, you know, it would flare. And I was just anxiety. It was just anxiety based, basically. So I've, trick is not my first, actually dermatillomania, which is skin picking, is my first. So trick has been, it's psychic along and it just flared up about two years ago. You know, I used to feel like disappointed when I pick, but the disorder is primarily associated with anxiety, depression, and my stress levels. So. When I started pulling, it was associated to seek additional help, you know, trying to understand this. And my triggers are really odd, to say the least, because I'm great at math, and that's my trigger, is math. I'm strong at it, and it's just the numbers, I guess. It's so odd. Do you remember when you first started picking your skin? Um, I want to say that was when I was about eight, maybe eight or nine years old, somewhere in like 2000, maybe 10, nine, maybe 2008. And then trick didn't arise until 2018. Like it just started, it wasn't nothing drastic, but then it flared the summer of 2021. 21 whenever I started taking college. Where did you pull from first? So most people pull from the head and then they venture out to other places. And whenever I pull, I don't find that necessarily like one, that one hair that's crooked or squeezed. I run my hands through my hair like I'm thinning it out, and I just pull from there. Or I'll pull from the back, like the back of my scalp, and I'll twist it and pull and knot it through. It gets a knot, and I'll just yank it, and it comes out as a big pump. When you first started your BFRB journey, did anyone point it out to you? How did your parents react? My parents weren't all that great with it. 
I got emotionally abused by my father. He just yelled and screamed and punished me for, you know, and he kept asking why. And, you know, the more whys that was brought up, I feel like the more use of it was getting because, you know, I didn't feel like it was getting any better. If he just left me alone and just was there to listen, I think our relationship would be a lot better. My therapist actually referred me to habit reversal training, and I was skittish about it. So I researched it, and actually I self-diagnosed myself with therm. And then the next appointment that we went to, she said, you're smart. You, that's, I was going to tell you that sometime in this session. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me this sooner? I wanted, I needed an answer because my parents were not understanding. I wasn't understanding. So why don't you tell me that answer? And once you got the diagnosis, did you feel a sense of relief? It actually distraught me. I wanted to understand it better. I was 14 at the time, so I was scared and I didn't quite understand what, you know, what I went through. So I'm like, I wanted to go into a psych ward and I pleaded and I pleaded. And eventually I got what I wanted, but it didn't happen the way I wanted it to. And then even in the psych ward, they don't, they didn't really understand what I needed. They're like, you're here because you did this and you're not here because of this. And I was fighting with them and it was constant back and forth. But it took a while. And now I'm where I am today. And I mean, like, if I could go back in time and change it, I wouldn't change it. I mean, like, I would change the actions I did. But the advocacy work and what I did to get here, I wouldn't exchange it for no other life. When was the first time you met someone with the BFRB? That was... I don't even remember what month it was, but um, probably in the fall of 2020, because I was going, I was a current senior in high school whenever I discovered TLC for BFRBs and Christina Pearson. And then from there, it just exploded into a life for me. Uh, and what I mean by that is whenever you have something and you get introduced into this group and then you start trying to find ways to advocate for that. And that's what I did. And then I met Anila from Habit Aware. I met Jennifer Rakes, the, C- the former CEO of TLC. And then I met Lauren from Picking Me. And then I started branching out to Canadian, Canada, and met Joyce from a Canadian group. And then I started branching out to the UK and I met Cabot and Jude and a lot of different people. And I just really love how this path 
is going. What advice would you give someone who wants to reach out like you did? How did you get to that point? At first, I didn't want anything to do with it. I wanted to give it away. Like, I didn't, I'm like, why did the higher power give this to me? Like, what, what is the purpose of this? And it took me a couple of years to, like, really fully, truly understand why I had it and accept it and become not one with it because it's still from time to time I still don't understand it to its fullest extent but the way that it works it's like a train and once it starts going you can't stop it and that's what I did because it was actually Hannah from TLC. Um, she was singing some silly song on the on a Facebook Live, and it made me think, you know, what joy can I bring to the kids that are suffering from this, you know? And the way I reached out was just just looking up, looking up different areas, different places. And now I'm, I mean, like, I'm not really known like you are or TLC, but I am known to the people that I've seen. Like, I'm known to have it aware. TLC is kind of on the sour side, but I'm trying to work with them to get back on track. And hopefully I can become a board member. That's my ultimate goal is to become somebody in this community. I remember we went to a BFRB-focused discussion and mindfulness session, and everyone was like, hey, Morgan, and I already knew you, but I was like, I need to know this person more. Yeah, that was actually the UK group. I've been going to the UK group for quite some time now. Um, I think I started going in the summer of 2021, and I've just become, became friends with everybody, like, I pop up here and there because for us in the U.S., it is like, I know some places it's like 6, 7 a.m. And then for us, it's like 9. And then right now I'm doing the college program. So I'm in Eastern time, but I'm coming from a place in Central time. So it used to be like 8 a.m. in the morning for me. So not I wouldn't always, like, want to get up that early. Um, it just became harder and harder. But, you know, if you have that passion, that drive, you'll find it. You'll find time to make an effort to get up that early. And even though I have to set five, literally five alarms every day to get up for work or if I have something to do, um... It works, and you can't stop doing what works, because if you stop, you know, what What do you have? I could talk about HabitAware and all of the wonderful work they do all day long. Not only does the Keen 2 bring awareness to your BFRB with gentle vibrations, it tracks your vibrations, which allows you to look at your own personal data and make informed decisions. You might be thinking, how do I see my data? Easy, by looking at the Keen 2 app. What if I need help configuring my Keen 2? 
schedule a free call with someone from the HabitAware team. Looking for additional support and or community? Join the HabitAware BFRB Change Collective. Start your journey with HabitAware by going to barbaralally.com slash habitaware today. Do you remember the first support group you attended? Yes, I do. Actually, um, Hannah was the moderator, and we met before the group, and we actually talked about what I can say and what I cannot say and all that. So it was very magical, and, you know, I think it was a support group because at the time, TLC had their community groups as well. So that's how I met Jude and Tabit and Tash and Nico. I mean, like, it was just a fun time. What would you tell someone who is nervous to attend a support group? I can't really explain. Like, I understand that feeling of nerves. Like, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what to say or what to do or how the flow goes. I would just say, be open-minded. Don't push yourself to go because if you push more than likely you're going to be there for like five minutes and reject it and then hang up and that's not the purpose of a support group and I don't mean like yes you could go and try it and if you don't like it you can leave but for some people you know it's a sacred space and that sacred space is really special I would just say, you know, if you're not ready, try to come to peace with that. Because some people really pour their heart into it, I would say. And if you're not ready, how can you give give it your all? But you're supposed to be vulnerable in this space. So if you're not ready, you know, how how can others help you? And I think that's the the main point of BFRV, we have this community where we're so special, we're so intertwined that we get each other in different scenarios and we help each other. But you have to be ready to be vulnerable and open and open-minded because if you're not, then we can't, our hands are tied. My trichotillomania will come in waves. I have moments in my life where I wasn't necessarily pull-free, but I was pull-less. Have you had moments in your life like that? Kicking, yes. Uh, it does flare from time to time and does, like, go and come in waves. For pulling, I've been, before a couple of weeks ago, I haven't pulled since last May. So. I took trigonometry and it just made me pull a lot more than expected. And it's the math course. So I was expecting to pull a lot more than usual. But now I'm happy and I don't have no more numbers. So it's been dormant. It's just that recently I've been experiencing more anxiety than normal. So it it's coming, but it's not fully, like, bulk patches yet. Besides math, do you have any other triggers? Picking is just normal stress, anxiety, depression. 
it just depends on the mood and usually it's whenever I get home from work I'm usually stressed out and I usually tear up everything and everything just becomes blood and yes it's disappointing to know that you step one one step back but you're stepping two feet forward because you know you're aware of it and you know what you're doing and that's one thing you can acknowledge that you're you're there for a reason for pulling wet hair has been another trigger for me other than math so washing my hair has become more difficult nowadays and then to help when i did majorly uh pull my hair i did use a coos ball which is one of those rubber balls you can pull from and i just pulled it in one day i'm like wow i was just amazed at what stress you know math can bring you you know it doesn't have to be math it's just for me it was I often talk about being in a trance when I'm pulling. I call it the trick trance. When you're in the trance, do you have ways to snap yourself out of it? I haven't messed that yet. So I just look at the time and I'm like five more minutes. And then five more minutes becomes an hour or two hours or 30 minutes. It just depends on, you know, what I've done and you know, what's going on in my life. Like currently, my parents are getting divorced. My anxiety is being a pain in the butt. It's causing me to have panic attacks and maybe some adrenaline anxiety, which is a rush of adrenaline caused by anxiety. So that's always fun and it happens at work. So I don't know quite how to control it just yet, but it will come in time. You use such positive language when talking about your BFRB. You use the example, one step back with two steps forward. How did you become so positive? I think just becoming one. Like, not everybody sees it as in, like, becoming one with the line, with your body or becoming something with it or understanding it or not wanting it. I think my journey through the BFRB community and what I went through in my mess, the message that I wish to spread out because whenever I was looking for resources, they didn't have any. So now my message, not only to be positive and, you know, because I've un- I came to understand it to a point where I can be positive about it, but I also want to provide that resource to children from all over the nation. It doesn't have to be the U.S. I want to eventually branch out to Canada and the U.K. and Ireland and Russia even. I've talked, I went to church the other day and there's these people who are missionaries in Africa. And they said that it's even less spoken about there than it is here. So I think if I were to go on a mission with a church, I would start there and just, you know, incorporate the higher power with it. But I would start 
you know, I would branch off and have separate groups for different people of different, you know, if you don't want religion incorporated with it, I would have a group for you. And if you did, I there would be another group. Now, I did try to start a group, but it kind of backfired, and I can't give it, like, all the attention it needs right now because of my, Mickey does have me on a busy schedule in crazy hours, so it's not always guaranteed that I can be there full-fledged, and that's why I've taken a step back from the community most recently, and now I think I'm ready to return to that. What do you do when you're at work and you want to pick or pull? I just let it happen. I know that's the most unwanted thing that you can have at work, but most recently I've just been letting it happen. It doesn't happen often because I can control it to a certain extent, but I know when I get home it is going to be full-blown pick session or uh, if I'm washing my hair that night, I know I, it's going to be a hot minute before I get out of the shower. Just because I know, you know, the triggers and I know the understanding of my BFRB. What are some things you do to keep your hands busy, say on a day off or after work? I mostly sleep. I know that's not the way to spend your day, but like I said, the mouse keeps me busy. So, like, I close all this week. And then next Saturday, I open at 5.30. So my closing shifts are like 4, 5 o'clock Eastern time, like in the afternoon. And then if I have a morning shift, it's usually at 5.30 in the morning. So I have to get up at 3.45 a.m. So that's usually fun. So I sleep and I catch up on Netflix, Hulu, whatever I'm watching at the moment and currently like I said I am getting back into advocating and I'm just going to ease back into it and be there for the community in any shape form way I can. What advice would you give someone who just found out they have a BFRB? There's so much advice I can give to somebody that not only finds that, you know, they have BFRB or they have cancer or whatever it is. But instead of bombarding them with information or advice, I would be there in the present moment to let them vent. Not only might be happy about it, but they only might be distraught about it. It can go in two separate ways. Sometimes when people deny it, they're grabbing an answer that they're that it's nothing. And they just want it to become so real and true that it's hard to when they get the diagnosis, it's so hard to accept that it's so real and true that the answer is right in front of them. And that's what happened to me. I wanted it to be I wanted an answer so bad. When I found out that answer it brought me distraught and I was upset and I didn't know how to control it. Just be open-minded, be vulnerable with the people that you trust 
and let it be. Don't try to control it. Because if you try to control it, it will control you. And I've learned that the hard way. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Trick Talks. Did you know that I offer an online trichotillomania-focused course? My course is called Sharing Our Stories. In it, we do a deep dive into your relationship with trichotillomania by using my guided journal, My Trickster Diaries, as our workbook. We also complete empowering activities and have a bi-weekly support group so that you can meet others in the community. As a gift to you, please use promo code TRICKTALKS25 to receive 25% off the five-session package. You can access this promotion at barbaralally.com. Thank you.